Blog Talk Radio. Um, 
Especially without morning coffee today, because I literally woke up at 20 after 11. Like, oh, shit. We're supposed to... The best was I was getting up well, earlier, getting breakfast. Right? Nah. Nah, the chance is fucking hell. Because well, well, I was up to like, have, no, no, this is no bullshit. You, I was up to five o'clock in the morning watching ridiculousness last night. Oh God! When you have a dog, in you, <laughs> you learn that we we got we've gotten into the point where seven thirty in the morning is about maximum before he just comes and tells you, okay, yeah. you have two choices. <laughs> yeah. Take me out or clean me up. I'm not gonna lie, Scotty. Some days I'd say fuck it, just clean up after him. As long as you're taking yeah. a piss, I mean, really, just clean up after him. At, at some, there's some points, but you're, you know, I always like think like if I back in my drinking days, you know, I could have never had a puppy. Like I never. I've been like piss on the floor. I did. <laughs> see, that, see, that, see that floor over there? Yeah, that can be cleaned up. Yeah, just, just go. Yeah. Just, go. Just, just, just trust me. I've already puked on myself today. Good, just go. <laughs> um, the, the good old days, you know, of <laughs> my. Um, hey, you know, here's the funny thing. Like I did, we did a show Friday night with like me, Brian, and and those guys, and. It just so happened, like I was, I was between like doing a show with Tony Nardini the other night, which oh, is really? listenable. Oh my god! Like, yeah, I'm not. I will never talk shit on something that is recorded in case somebody happens to listen to it. Um, I enjoyed it though. It's I, I will I will gladly do it again, and I will gladly do it weekly. It's um. Those things where you like me and you have this now, where we can figure out when the other one's going to say something, and don't mm-hmm. need to like Skype it, just time it or something. Mm-hmm. Um, but that that that's growing, friends, right there. I tell you. Um, but so I'm I'm, I'm on the the, twit, the Twitter machine, and um, mm-hmm. I see Carlin because Carlin's working for ESPN Radio now, like he's doing the show after K. Oh really? And um, yeah, the, the shit show that was the fan around jet November. Uh-huh. Um, thank God you weren't there for that. You know? See, it's like one of those oh, things no, where no. thank God you're not up here anymore. Um, the whole mic coming back I, thing I, was. I, I heard it's become a mess. Like all you have to do is follow Howie's brother on Facebook, and then you kind of figure out what the fuck's going on. Um. Uh-huh. But like, so Carlin's show, and he's talking about like how, you know, and, and this questions that I had, like, you're now a month into the baseball shutdown, right? Like, uh-huh. these aren't, it, it gets trying times for people. Yes, I understand that. Uh-huh. I, I completely sympathize uh-huh. with people. Uh-huh. Um, but like, Part of this was Major League Baseball back in March said, "Hey, treat the fir- treat April like it's all like it's a, one big rain out." Mm-hmm. Okay, but like fans can deal with that. Mm-hmm. Maybe first comes, you're done. You, there's no way you're getting April back. 
Nope. And you're saying you need a month. The NHL saying it needs a month lead in for to right. play because you got to figure. Let's just say right now, because today is what March third. Yep. A month from now is June third. Correct. If you are to say, I'm, you're not making that announcement in the next three days. So let, let's just no. let's go March. Let's go to May sixth, right? May sixth uh-huh. comes uh-huh. and says. We're going to start the season on June 6th. Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> okay. The next week, players have players have a week. So by May 13th, players have to report to uh-huh. their home city. Oh, and by the way, you can only have, like, line drills at practice. Right. Locker rooms together. Like, at what point does the NHL just sit there and go, you know what? Okay, that's them. But baseball, it's the same thing. Baseball, you're really looking at probably about 45 days um, just to get pitchers going again. Right. And and, and, and to, to get back, and the point is similar, I think, for both baseball in, and, and, and the NHL in their, in their own right that players have gone back to their countries. So if we're going to get, for example, um, you know, uh, I don't know if he did or not, but Alexander Ovechkin went back to Russia. I'm not sure he did, but there are a lot of guys that went back to, 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 to their home countries. To get them back here, they're probably going to need a 14-day quarantine period once they get back into the United States before they can even start practicing. Wait, so, no, some, Ovechkin's got – how old are Ovechkin's kids? No, I think he's here. I think he's yeah, here. Like, but, 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 yeah, right. But, but I, no, but, I, I, but I know what you're saying. Like, like, the guys that don't have kids went home. The guys that aren't married right. went home. They, they, went, they went home, exactly. So those guys coming back over, they're going to need 14 days of quarantine. There are some states that are still in lockdown – that are requiring, if you come from another state, it's 14 days in lockdown. So if okay. the NHL says that we're going to, we want to start the season, let's say Gary comes out on, on, on Monday and says, we want, we want to start the season a month from now. 14 days of that is just to get guys who are not there out of quarantine and able to get back to practice. Well, let, let, let's look at it this way. You're got to give guys a week to get back because um, some countries don't have that many flights to JFK every day. <laughs> if any. If yeah, or especially now. Um, right. So you got to give no, guys a week. Right. So even if you went with tomorrow, all right, guys have to be back by the 11th. Your two-week mm-hmm. mandatory quarantine. You're looking at Memorial Day. You think you could get uh-huh. hockey? You could get this thing going in a month, like. And this is where this whole thing leads, and even with the baseball thing, because like I know Todd Frazier's and Tom Server. Uh-huh. All you gotta do is follow his social media. You know that it's not like it's not like right. I'm, I'm telling t- stories here. It's not like I was right, in right, like, right. Walmart the other day and saw Todd Frazier and was like, "Oh shit, Todd's home." No, he's here. Everybody knew he was coming home. Bryce Harper's in in Vegas. Rizzo's at um, Bryant's in Las Vegas. Like they're home with their right. families, and that's the way right. it should be. 
my, I, I don't see players wanting to be home or, or away from home for as long as these leagues are thinking that this is going to have to be. But this is the this is where the Carlin thing was going, and, and I want your opinion on this. Uh-huh. As as former season ticket holders, right? Like you, you had season uh-huh. tickets. I had season tickets. Teams had what four or five home games left yeah. in the NHL. Yeah. Right, and you look at the baseball thing. Like team, like baseball is canceled until June first. Like they've already said that. Like we're not playing games until June first. That, that's right. like that could be thirty games. Of an 81-game schedule. Mm-hmm. Season ticket holders in baseball, full season ticket holders mm-hmm. in baseball, and, and you know, and I, I should even say that, season ticket holders, because if you're not a full season ticket holder, if you don't have the full package, you're not a season right. ticket holder. All the rest right. is, you you know. Um, you're partial, right, 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 right. Yeah, you're, 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 you're somebody who has a ticket plan that gives you priority in the playoffs as opposed to the person Correct. who – Right. I mean, you have the, you have the half season, you have the half season with, with baseball. I, I, I get the idea of, of those, you know, the half season and stuff like that, but, mm. but you're listed as a partial, you're listed as a, you're listed as a partial ticket holder. You, you're not like, when you, when you frame season ticket holders, you're talking, you've got everything. Yeah. And that's why I think anything that's done for, season ticket holders or ticket holders or season ticket holders should be for the people that have given you payment for the entirety of the season. Correct. Um, Listen, I'm a, go ahead. But like my thing is like the NHL at this point, Mm-hmm. Individual game holders should just get refunds for the last. Like on. if you had individual tickets for the last whatever, like I know Vegas had like four home games left, mm-hmm. right? Like though, if you had individual tickets to the Vegas Golden Knights for mm-hmm. the final four games of the season, mm-hmm. you should have a refund already. Correct, I agree. If you are a season ticket holder or a part or a plan holder for those four games, you should be credited for next year already. Yeah, yeah, because you're not because regardless regardless of if we get started or not, and again mm-hmm. that was going to be my point that you're not going to have fans in. New York, Chicago, Las Vegas, California, Boston, Vegas, Boston, right? And let's let George let's 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 put a blanket on. And I think we're we're we're. I think throughout the whole country, you're not having people uh, anywhere on the right, but anywhere in the Northeast. So we're talking New York, Boston, Philadelphia, anything that plays in New Jersey, DC. You're not going, even if you start in July. You're not going to have fans in there. No, it's not going to happen. You're not no, having fans no in Chicago. You're probably not having fans in Denver, and you're not having fans in California. So, no. the bottom line comes down to any thought of restarting anything is going to have to go with one of these 
new, and I put it in quotes, neutral site plan. And, and, let, and let's look at this neutral site plan that has Edmonton as the front runner. Come the fuck on. Mm-hmm. Seriously? You're going to let the Edmonton Oilers be the host mm-hmm. for the entire Pacific Division playoffs? Oh, here's my balls. Let me dip them in your mouth. Not a fucking mm-hmm. chance should that ever happen. Well, that's well, that, and, that, and there is the argument because when you do it geographically, and if you and if I if I'm correct in what the NHL is thinking, they're thinking two of the Canadian buildings for the Pacific. They're thinking oh, two of the Minnesota. Canadian buildings for the Pacific. Oh, yeah, fuck, they're talk, fuck, so they're fuck Vegas. Remember, who's in? Who's in first? But but the problem, George, the, well, you just said it. You're not you're using not the T-Mobile Arena. You're not going to be able to get, but no, the, you're not going to be able to get fans back to Vegas. And they're looking at areas where specifically they can get fans back as early as possible. Even if you're talking, because now what you've done is those season ticket holders we're talking about, they've gotten full refunds for whatever is, is left over. Remembering my being a Ranger season ticket holder, we had to give something towards playoff tickets or at least a, a credit card number or something towards playoff tickets and by this point of the year if you had, if you Dude. pay for playoff tickets again that money should go like you said towards 2021 and everything like that so we're going to be playing in, 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 in neutral site buildings theoretically you said it you don't Vegas you don't think Vegas will be able to have fans in the building in July so, um, I, in July, I don't know what the ice would be like in Vegas in July. You know what? I hate to say it, and and this and, and the NHL and the NBA, all especially the NHL, because that's what we're talking about. It mm-hmm. all comes down to the fact that. The players want to find a way and add ownership. Don't don't think oh, 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 oh. involved in this. I, I, I'll tell you this because I've talked to somebody who played uh, that played in the NHL that still has friends that play in the NHL. They don't want to play. Mm-hmm. Not want to play. play. They do not want to play until it's safe. That they're not in a neutral site for up to two months. They don't want to do it because the guys that are smart that have gone through. Gary Bettman's labor bullshit are going, wait a second. If we don't play with somebody in the building, uh-huh. that's going to hurt our salary cap numbers. If you, your, your, your cap numbers are going to be hurt one way or another. That's why I thought that they were trying to get that. that that's why I thought they were trying to get back because they wanted to, if nothing worse, keep the cap at the $81.5 million that they had it this year going into next year rather than have the cap reset in the mid-70s where teams are, are already over that cap. Well, let, let's not forget that here, everybody, that the contracts, if there has to be a rollback, there is a provision – in the cap or, or in the tracks already that says if the, you know, you lose, let's say 
it's at 80. Let's say you lose $6 million off the cap. That's like 7%. There's uh-huh. a 10% rollback that goes in escrow. Oh, by the way, escrow is still in the fucking CBA. They can't get that shit out of it. No. Oh, this is no, a one-time thing, this escrow. Yeah, okay. BS. That wasn't in the first one that you shut down, that shut down the whole entire season. Thanks, guys. Mm-hmm. I've seen both contracts. I saw what you signed for, and I saw, I saw what you turned down. It was very similar, except for the escrow. You fucked mm-hmm. that up, and you took a season mm-hmm. of guys. Mm-hmm. You guys retire because there was a year off. I, I, it was funny, Scotty, on like March 12th, right? Me and her are in, in Atlantic City. And yeah. I looked at her and I said, you know what? I said, you know, if they start shutting this shit down and it shuts down for, because I knew that two weeks was bullshit, right? I was like, mm-hmm. I did, did the two weeks is horseshit. Um, mm-hmm. We should probably take a break soon or something so I can at least make my coffee. Um, I said, do you, there's a possibility here that guys retire before this is over. Oh, I think you're. Oh, I, I, I think you're going to have a, a, a. I think you'd have a lot of that. I, I think you're going to have a lot of that. That guys are going to retire. There are going to be guys that are not going to come. If if you try to restart the season under what we just discussed, which is you're putting. Teams in neutral sites with mm-hmm. guys confined to hotels without their families. Well, well, let's not forget, be... Scotty. The married guys are going to love that shit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but there are going to be a handful of guys that, are, that were pissed. thinking about it prior yeah. That are going to walk away, and we're not even talking about we're going to walk away after the Stanley Cup playoffs. We're going to walk away now, and you're going to have that issue to deal with as well. So, you know, everybody's got to think of everything, every possible scenario Can before I, we start. I, I just want to say this, and, and I'm not being a heartless bastard about this. It would behoove a team like – the president's trophy, the current president's trophy winners, to mm-hmm. wait this out as long as possible to make Shrek retire so that you can take his money and give it to Tory Krug. Because mm-hmm. every time the Bruins sign somebody mm-hmm. right, and extend them, I go, uh, did you forget the guy on the back end that, that that's pretty fucking important here? Mm-hmm. And who wants to be here that isn't giving you shit who's every time he talks to the media and a question comes up, it's not Michael in 98 going, I don't know, we'll see. No, here's a guy who's like basically wearing a, a, a scally cap going, I want to lead the parade through Southie. I want to stay here and you can't give him a trick. Are you fucking kidding me? Trey Krejci's fucking ass. He hasn't done a goddamn thing for you in 10 years. Well, you're, you, again, we, until we get to that point, George, we can't talk. We, we can't, I, I, I get what you're saying. 
I get what you're yeah. saying because because the team on Broadway's got the same problem having to re-sign oh, yeah. Tony D'Angelo, who just put up you know a 60 point year and has become the the number one pick defenseman when he was drafted by Tampa years ago. So they've got they've got the same problem. And he's, he's mm-hmm. an R instead of a U, a U, which changes a little bit, changes the complexion. But the same same premise you're talking about is 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 there. We can't get into that until we get the first the first part of it over is and just say what are we doing with the rest of the season? You know, I, 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 I look we... at it this way. Mm-hmm. If if I could tell you right now. And I know this for a fact. If the team with the president's trophy was not the Boston Bruins owned by Montgomery G. Burns, who they all <laughs> hate, right? Like they yeah, well, I know all hate him. Okay. Mm-hmm. If that wasn't the case, if like, let's say mm-hmm. Toronto had the president's trophy, the Canadian media would go, well, the CBA says that we that they have to uh, uh, award the cup to the president's trophy winner. Let's give it to them, eh? Let's give it to them, eh? Uh-huh. No, but Boston's got it's like we got to start the season back up because God forbid we give them a fucking another championship. <laughs> well, 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 did you did you hear the did you hear the back half of that discussion? And then we'll get well, we can, we do need to go back. Right. But you hear the back half of that discussion. So the 2014, no, play, the 2014 playoff they were talking about, where they were doing it by division, and they were taking the top six in each division because of the because of the change between the division standings and the conference chance standings, leaves the Rangers out of that 2014 playoffs, where teams that were under them in the standings would get in in the Atlantic. And now they're mm-hmm. now they coming back and saying we can't do the 2014 playoff the way we wanted to because because the Rangers. Wait, it was 2014 top eight? No, 2014 was top six in each division. No. Yes. No, there's no way they had 24 teams in there. It was top six in each division because they were going to because the neutral site was going to be by division. Oh, you're saying if they do this now, if they do this neutral site 24 team playoff where the regular season is ends, we roll they effectively roll it back to to make it even in games, and they go based on points. So let's say game 68. And we're going to take oh. the top six. Oh, okay. All right, I got you. And the Rangers weren't in there. So now there are a bunch of people saying, well, we need the New York market. We need that <laughs> market. So we can't do that. I could see that part of being a part of this. All right, so all right, so it, as you're saying, so if you were to go top six in each division, but they have to be what, say, sixty-eight games is I think the least that anybody's played, and of course right. that's the. We're like, all right, so 
I, just because I don't know. Like that completely screws up the Pacific Division if you go that far back. That 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 place. Like that's fucked that, Vegas. That, right. That's why. That's why there has been this. That's why there's been this continuous talk about we need to finish to make this fair. We need to finish the regular season, and then <coughs> we can start the playoffs. I, you know what? Like I, I use Vegas as the example of like home games left. Mm-hmm. They, I think they have four because mm-hmm. it's because the building was going to be used by like two different conference tournaments. Right. Three, 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 so. Yeah, Vegas is four. Washington mm-hmm. has eight home games left. Mm-hmm. Philly has six. Uh-huh. Carolina has eight. Like uh-huh. you have places that still have a lot of home games remaining. Uh huh. Where like Vegas has eleven games left, and four of which are at the T-Mobile. Uh-huh. Which I, I will say it till I'm blue in the face is the best building in the league to watch a game. Well, and, and remember this, George. They're no. going to the way the schedule currently reads is not going to mm-hmm. be the way the schedule reads when we come back. You're not going to have you're not going to have Vegas if they've got to travel into the Eastern Times. That's not going to happen. That, that's just not. Going no, to no, no, no. I don't think they do. Uh, look, I, I can tell so, you right now, Vegas's end of the season schedule. Mm-hmm. Is like I, I'm only like kind of fucking around like it fucks them. They're into the season schedule of fucks them. Mm-hmm. Like here's what they have left or would have had left. Mm-hmm. God only knows mm-hmm. we could. Yeah, here you go. This is what they had left: Minnesota, mm-hmm. Colorado, home to Dallas, at Arizona, mm-hmm. home to the Red Wings, home to the um, Canucks, home to the Coyotes. Here's their last mm-hmm. four games of the. At Winnipeg, at Edmonton, at Calgary, at Vancouver. It's like they played Vancouver three times at the end of the year. They could keep – the only Eastern team would be Detroit having to go to Vegas. Yeah. Somehow they would maybe the, maneuver that they would they would probably maneuver that one out. You're probably not going to see that. And, and even even to, to, to some might get off topic, but but stay on the same same idea. The NFL is putting their schedule out on the ninth, I believe. Yeah. The eighth or the, the ninth. I was just gonna what say because I know I saw that just. Yeah. What are they gonna do? You gonna have teams. Crossing the country? Well, let's not forget. I, they've already said that they're. I I could swore so last night, but they already said that they're giving you the regular schedule, and you know, we're gonna put out the regular schedule for next year. Be damned, be done with it. 
And I can understand that. I mean, put out the full schedule and then you adjust mm-hmm. from there because if you don't put it, let's say they put out a 12 game schedule, mm-hmm. these teams that are already looking for money from people. Mm-hmm. No, no, no. I understand. I understand huh. that. But from a travel, per, from a travel perspective, yeah, but Scott, these want, guys don't ever go in. These guys don't go inside the these terminal. Guys don't go, they, they don't go commercial. That's true. You know, like that's true. And 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 really, if you think about it, they could. Oh, there it's there. It's, yeah, you're right. It will be um, released on May ninth. Uh huh. Um. Schedule won't have any Saturday games, despite the idea reportedly being discussed. If the college. Football season is canceled. College football will not be canceled. Um, that will not. That will not. I, I, I think. I, I, I think it does. I've already been told it's going to be. I, I I'm telling you right now, the Big Ten's not playing this year because the. Um, the biggest power broker there is already saying this isn't happening. And that's Gene Smith at, at Ohio State. Uh-huh. He's a, he, he's he's already on record saying if we can't have people in the stands, then well, how is it safe for players? If we can't have kids in school, then these kids aren't student-athletes. We're not just well, opening that, a dorm that, for the football team. That brings up George. That brings up a different. That's a different animal in its own. If you can't have kids come back to classes, if classes are still going to be remote, then you can't have college football. Mm-hmm. No. no, not a chance. Not a chance. No. No, no and, and you look at places like. Yeah, it's funny. This whole thing started off of what Carlin said, and what Carlin was doing was like talking about like the policies that the Yankees and Mets have put in for refunds and whatever. And it's not a refund policy. Are you shocked by this? No, not at all. I'm, I'm not. Listen, they're they're they're, and, and unless they've done it that I have not seen, they're in the they're in a short list of major league teams that have not said they're paying their employees through at least May 31st. So nothing surprises me with them anymore. Could you imagine if old man Steinbrenner was still alive? Oh, God, this would be happening. No, because the guy had a brain and a heart. I mean, sometimes he sometimes he did things we can all argue with about what he did on emotion. Sometimes firing managers, rehiring, all this stuff. Trading Jay Buhner. But but he would have. But he he took care of his players, and he took and care people. of his fans mm-hmm. and his people. So no way, no, 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 no. This is a this is the fact that. The, the controlling partner 
is an idiot. He's strictly about dollars and cents. You know, I don't think it's just him that's about the dollars and cents. I think it's the brain-dead mopes around him. You know, the, the, the thing they say about a leader, that a strong leader, you know, what do they say? A good woman, a good man has a strong woman behind her. Mm-hmm. When you have nothing but yes men around you, mm-hmm. and, and, and the Lontroses of the world, and the Randy Levines of the world, and I'm telling you, if he had sold the team to Trump, the Yankees would never be this position. And I'm not saying it because, you know, it's not a political thing, so please shut the mm. fuck up. Like, I, I know. Mm. Not, not you. I, I, I know. Because, like, I, I, once you say Trump on this show, it's like <laughs> you get emails. It, it's like, right. shut up. It's It's nothing political. It's Trump took over the woman rink in New York. And made it beautiful mm-hmm. because the city was letting it run down. Mm-hmm. Georgia's kids have ruined the Yankees. No question. That no new question. stadium ruined the Yankees. It's funny. I found like this old clip of Mike and the Mad Dog from like 2008, mm-hmm. and Mike's. And, and Chris is telling Mike the Yankees don't need a new stadium. And Mike is like reading. You know, it's like back before, like, you know, people started poking holes in Mike and you thought like Mike knew everything. It's kind of right. like your dad in that point. Like your dad knows everything until the first time your your dick touches a pussy and you're like, Dad was wrong about this. Hmm. All that bullshit that he was telling. Completely wrong about this, right? Mm-hmm. Chris was like, you don't need a new stadium. You don't need to, you don't need this. You're the New York Yankees. You print money. Figure out a way to do the, redo the inside of this new stadium, like the way the the Red Sox have done, like the way Uh, the the Cubs have done. Cubs have done, yes. Mm -hmm. You have these gems of ballparks. Uh Don't bastardize it because... Randy Levine's telling you you need a new stadium because you need a new Camden Yards. Remember, like, 10 years ago? Oh, you need your own Camden Yards. Everybody had to have their own Camden Yards. And now no ballpark Uh has any fucking character. Correct. There's no character in any of these ballparks. No. We've been to Camden Yards. Go to Philly. There's no character there. They're all the same. No, you're right. There was a there was that era for for about the last ten years, or or that ten year period, where everybody was building. It, it was like the same architecture company that built Camden Yards was building every ball every new ballpark, Jacobs Field, Coors Field, TMC Park in Pittsburgh. Uh, a little bit the uh, uh, AT&T Park in San Francisco with a little bit of Camden Yards in it. Yep. They Billy, City Field. Billy, 
city feel to a degree. Right. All took something, but but those some of those places that I'm thinking about, Coursefield, Camping Yards, they look almost exactly like Baltimore. Just sometimes you took the high wall and put it in left field instead of right field. You know, but 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 the same exact architecture. You know, yeah. now you've got the the newer architecture are these teams building these retractable, you know, dome stadiums like they have in Texas, like they built in Miami. You know, that's yeah. the newest. You know, but again, that that only works in places that desperately that desperately need them. You know, Texas desperately <clears throat> needs it. Miami desperately needs it. Tampa desperately needed a needs to have a dull, you know, because you're you're, you're not going to be able to play baseball in the winter in the, in the summer for one I, reason I, or another. Look, I think baseball should mandate. It's just like I think the NFL should mandate. The NFL should mandate if you're above for the Mason Dixon line. Uh-huh. Right? If you're above the Mason-Dixon line, you have to have a turf field. I, 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 end of discussion. You have to have a turf field. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Baseball should mandate that any stadium built today has a roof. Because then there's no rainouts. Mm-hmm. You don't want to have double headers as it is. So, takes that out of the equation. Mm-hmm. Playoffs don't get impacted. Mm-mm. Listen, there there is something to be said, and, and and you and I have been in been in Yankee Stadium. We've been in Giants, been in the old Giant Stadium, in in frigid. I mean, absolutely frigid temperatures. I don't um, mean I like doing it. <laughs> no, no. There is something to playing baseball in the Northeast in October, that it is an advantage if you're bringing a warm, theoretically an advantage if you're bringing a warm weather team up north. I agree with you, number one. I agree with you on the turn. No, I'm not saying that you have to, I'm not saying that the leagues can control this. Look, if it's a perfect 40-degree night in October, mm. play the game with the roof open. But if it's raining cats and dogs like it was in Philly during the 2008 World Series, close the fucking mm-hmm. roof. Mm-hmm. Play the fucking game. Well, I mean, here's what you can here's what you can do, and I do agree with you on that uh, on that point. Here's what you can do. You can say this roof only get we're not closing this due to temperature. Yeah. We're not closing it because it's 25 degrees outside and all you guys want to, you know, you guys want to remain warm. But if it's raining or you have the situation, remember opening day at Yankee Stadium, I can't remember what year it was. 96, when, when Andy Pettit was pitching in the snow. In the snow. Right. Those type of 
I was going to, there was an opening day I was going to go to years ago. I can't remember what year that was called off because of weather. Huh, I remember I that one. So yeah, again, I remember. I, 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 again, I agree with you on that sense that we can, as long as the rules, the, the way it's done is, is if it's raining or snowing or whatever, we're going to close the roof, we're going to play the game, but we're not closing it, whether it be in the NFL, if they do that, or in Major League Baseball, we are not closing oh, no. it I don't want of temperature. I don't want football stadiums to have roofs. No, football's a game played by men. <laughs> no, sorry. No, 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 no. Do not put I a roof on a football can, stadium unless you live in I fucking vouch, Minnesota. I can vouch for something. I What's was up? at opening day in Tampa two years ago, I believe, when the 49ers yeah. were here. Mm-hmm. You... I mean, it was, we were, yeah. my wife and I were ready to leave by halftime because she was dehydrated. But see, that's where they could have a damn roof on a football stadium. That's my or point. Or at least kind of you could, Right. You can put a roof over a foot or, or, or something so that at least the fans yeah. are in the shade. Well, that's what they had. If they yeah. finally did in Miami. Mhm. You know that type of. A deal. I've heard stories okay. of. I've heard stories of in Miami. Mm-hmm. People getting up into like the upper deck, having heart attacks mm-hmm. because of how hot it is. Oh, I believe it. I one hundred percent believe it. I one hundred percent believe it. Like, you had to cover that stadium up. Yeah, and you have to cover the one up in Tampa. The, those are the type of places where I say we can play football. You can play football in, 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 a, in a retractable roof where after the 15th of October you can open the roof and yeah. play every game with an open roof. That's like I think the but Texans have of, the retractable roof. They never open a fucking thing. Is that retractable there? I think it is. I'm not, am I? I'm not sure. I, 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 I mean, I couldn't see it not be. being. <laughs> right. Especially since they built that after the Astros Stadium. Mm-hmm. But, but yeah, I mean, I, I no, I agree with you. I, I agree with you with the term. I agree with you with term. Great. And Philly turf, looks like shit turf. by the end of the year. Pittsburgh looks like shit by the end of the year. It's an aesthetic mm-hmm. thing at this point. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and the point is, is that you and I have both been on the turf. I, I, I've never been on the turf in the new stadium. I've been on the turf in the old. In the old. I've been on the turf in the new stadium. Right before the, the guy. It is a much better quality mm-hmm. turf from yeah. just a field perspective from a protect players not you know not making a cut on it like they used to on the on the AstroTurf 
you know, and blowing a knee out and all. Where's the surface carpet? You put, I mean, right. this you, is you like pretty much grass. Just, right, right, pretty much. This is like grass. So I have no problem them going on a football field above, yeah. the, like you said, above the Mason-Dixon line and and and. You want to keep you want to keep grass in Green Bay. I'm okay with that because of the tradition and everything. I'm okay with that. No, fuck you know what? And fuck Green Bay too because they should hire a GM that's got a brain. <laughs> oh, do we want to do we want to go there? Yeah, I mean I didn't get to yeah. Um, you want to take a quick like piss break and then we'll come back. There you go. All right. Brewing the Angry Puppy back in a moment. about Headblade, check us out at headblade.com. Hi, this is Matt Barnaby, and you're listening to What's Brewing. Scotty, no more autographs, please. <laughs> that's still my that's my second favorite oh, of all the drops great. we have. That's great. <laughs> and, and you know you know what's even better about that? So so last weekend, you know, you're, everybody's kind of, well, a lot of people are kind of, you know, the honey-do list and, 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 you know, these projects. And one of the projects was getting a couple of boxes out of the garage. And what did I find? All 750 of my autographed photos I brought down here. Yeah, God. still have yet to find a Richter thing, huh? Yeah, I'm looking for that. That's it. A couple more boxes I got. One or two more boxes I got to go for and see what, see what's what on that one. Um, you know what's funny? Danny said that they didn't need. Like I was asking Danny about it because I figured like it. You know, mm-hmm. they didn't even give that to them. Those banners, yeah. Nope. He says, you know what? Most guys don't want them anyway. Yeah. He goes, Richter, I would have liked. <laughs> By the way, Finish Line has the Star Tra- Star Wars Adidas sneakers mm-hmm. of Yoda and Darth Vader oh, for, like, okay. for like, they're like 90 bucks on sale. And then there's like another right. code. Like they're like nothing right now. And then I just realized I have like a twenty percent another twenty dollar code from finish line, so I'm like, I'm ordering me a pair of Yoda sneakers. There you go. <laughs> that that we could all that we can all wear to to Disney whenever they decide they want to reopen. 
Yeah, you know what? I'm going to ask you about that because, like, I, I, I only know a handful of people that are annual pass holders, and one's a mm-hmm. fireman down there, so I don't want to bother. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Can he six mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. what the fuck is going on with them? Or like, are they doing anything? They at this moment have said nothing. Um, they are in. Bob Iger is, I know, involved with the, the California task force to reopen. The president of Walt Disney World is involved in the task force in Orange County to reopen. Mm-hmm. Um. They have said nothing in terms of what the date is. Uh, They're kind of – the only thing that I know, the last thing I heard was they're looking at a two-phased opening. Uh, Phase one will be all parks at maximum 50% capacity. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, they're going to put hand-washing stations – uh, you know, at, at, at the entrances and, and exits to every ride, they're not going to use um, every – it's going to be every other on a ride. It's going to be every other um, car, you know, you can use. Yeah, could you like, – um, just, just think about that, like Space Mountain. Like you could literally put one person in the front seat, one person in the back seat and be done with it. Well, that, 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 that's, the, that's the plan. Um, cast members yeah. will get will will be wearing masks. They have hmm. not said anything about about guests yet. What, You're what wearing masks too. Uh, probably. Um, they're going to take the temperature of every cast member when they walk in every day. If you're yeah. above a hundred point four, you are being sent home. It looks like when they reopen, they're going to reopen both Universal and Disney are probably going to reopen to annual pass holders, Florida pass holder, Florida residents only at first. I like that. My belief, yeah, my belief is that they're, my belief is because they're doing it in Shanghai now. They're doing the, temperature checks for guests coming into the park. My belief is that they're going to do that here. And if you have a temperature of, of over a hundred, they're going to turn you around and send you home. Of over a hundred. Of over a hundred. Yes. Some people run, some people just live that. That's their normal though. Well, well, and that's the argument that's being – that's what's being put out. That's what people are talking about in terms of with the hot weather in Florida, especially during the summer. Oh, I know. I know when I worked there, I ran 100, 100.5, 101 every day. That was just working right. and, and so that's, so that's, the, that's the, the – right, that's the discussion now is – what is going to happen, member and or a guest mm-hmm. says, I'm not sick. This is just because we're in Florida and it's 95 degrees outside. Yeah. So, again, that's, a, that's another thing that, that they're talking about. Um, my guess is the first thing that will reopen will be Disney Springs. I think that's where they'll go first. 
So I think this 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 two phase that we're talking about, which is phase one is fifty percent capacity, phase two is seventy five percent capacity, and then obviously after that we go to they go to one hundred percent capacity. Yeah. I believe that's for the theme park. So I believe the first thing that's going to open is going to be Disney Springs. Yeah. The second thing that's going to open is going to be be the resort, and you may not open every resort. That might be something else. They may not open every resort. They may open a certain group of resorts first, and then, you know, in phases, add the other resorts on. Um, I can see them doing that at 50% capacity as compared to 100% capacity. Mm-hmm. And and then I think you see the theme parks open. I, personal guess is you don't see the theme parks reopen probably till around July 4th. Weekend. That That's what I think. I think they're looking, they're shooting for June 1st. That would be, I think they're shooting for June 1st. I just don't think it's going to happen. I don't know about that. I, I, I don't know how that works. Well, I I, I don't see it because, like, I understand, like, opening to just annual pass holders, but you got these fucking Disney nuts that will do that in a heartbeat. Mm -hmm. Like, they'll they'll swarm the gates. Right. And the question becomes, and here's something that has not been brought up, because, again, they have, they, at least outwardly, they haven't gotten into the, all the complexities of how they're going to do this. But look, look at it this way. How do you get people, like, let's just use the Magic Kingdom for an example. How do you get people from the, from the TTC to the Magic Kingdom? You ain't using the monorails. You're not using the ferry boat. No. So you're using, you're trying to run buses at what, 25% capacity? I don't know. George, I I don't know. I I, I got an idea. Send one boat, one bus from Typhoon Lagoon and Blizzard Beach. Uh-huh. Because when you get all that fucking chlorine on there, I'll kill every goddamn germ. Uh-huh. In the, I, I, I don't know. I, I, I don't know the answer. The I don't next think there thing is. is oh, the next thing is, what do you do with how do you? What do you do with getting people on rides? Do you do you still have a regular line and a fast pass line? Do you go to some sort of virtual queuing like they've been doing with they did with Rise of the Resistance? I don't know the answer to that. I don't know. So until you figure the answer to those two two mega problems, yeah. you can't reopen. And, and 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 then do you think are you going to have parades, fireworks? You can't. No, you're not getting. At that point, you're not getting the whole. Disney no. experience. Oh, uh, yeah. uh, on this day in Sports Illustrated cover history, back in 2004, Pat Tillman was honored 
posthumously on the cover, which he should have been honored while he was still alive. Uh-huh. Um, but actually, 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 George, this is a good transition to talk about when you start bringing fans back into professional sporting arenas, and, and you're very, you're, you're very well could be, could be right on that. You're talking about January, so. I, I, let, look, I, I say we let the smart people at Oxford and Harvard mm-hmm. and those places get us a vaccine that works before we even start talking about. You know what we should have done if we we're going to do that? We should have probably given out the number. Probably. <laughs> Um, five six three nine 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 three four eight eight. Uh, yeah, they changed the I number mean, on us. So I can't even use it. I, I see that. I, I, you know, and again, we, we take a look at what we what we do know. UFC is going to have something in Jacksonville d- ne- next weekend on the ninth. Yeah, there's there's going to be no fans there. There's going to be no fans. No, no fans in anything we're talking about. NASCAR has announced that they're going to run seven races between the Cup Series, the Xfinity Series, and the Truck Series in 11 days at Darlington and Charlotte starting the 17th. And the PGA Tour has said they're into June, June 11th through the 15th for their first event. Everything we've talked about will have no fans. What do we do when we when we start to break? Are we going to have an? I mean, are we going to have an NFL season that's going to have no fans? No. No. <clears throat> Here's the part of this that the owners should start to realize. Mm. You already have. You're already hurting. You're already behind the eight ball because sitting at home, HD TVs are cheap enough that pe- most people at least have two now. With all the streaming mm-hmm. and all that stuff, mm-hmm. you got people that don't want to go to games. Like I, I even feel like now, like and, and me and you used to go to a game every weekend. Oh, and that that that, like that you that you you brought up you you brought up a very very interesting point in talking about too, going back to the original to the beginning of the show when we talked about Chris Carlin and talked about both of us being season ticket holders yeah. and, and being like, being really? emotionally... Yeah, because I'm willing to share you. Come the fuck on. Damn. Be emotionally... In... <laughs> being emotionally invested in that team, not from a perspective of going to every game, which I did for God, twelve years, whatever it was. Yes. Yeah. I, I, you, you ask me right now if I wanted to go to a live sporting event. I'm telling you, no. Listen, I tell you, I would have been on a plane on September 12th. I'm not going to a game. Right. I mean, we, we all, we're all sitting here, going crazy, going, looking for. Anything that has a resemblance to sports mm-hmm. on our TV set. And a case in point, NASCAR iRacing, which, which you and I actually have taken. I think it's awesome. I think it's, I, I think it's terrific. 
he drawing yeah. 1.25 million to 1.5 million fans every time it shows up on your television set for an hour and a half every Sunday. Yeah. They are coming back to live racing as of May 17th. They are going to run some Xfinity races. They're going to run some truck races. And they're going to run some cup races during the middle of the week. There is nothing else going on. (laughs) Do you know how many eyeballs are going to be on the set? Because there is something, whether they like it or not, but there is something competitive going around the track. And they can sit there and watch it. I, I, I look at it this way. This is where the political divide in this country is going to start. Like, this is where the political mm-hmm. divide in this country that's already, like, massive is mm-hmm. going to become even bigger. Because you're going to look at this and say, oh, look, goddamn conservatives and fucking Trumpers, and they, they want to have their NASCAR back. Mm-hmm. We're putting all these people's lives in it. And this is where this is going to go. I'm telling you, this, mm-hmm. it, you're going to hear it, the word, the letters NRA are going to be used so many times mm-hmm. when it comes to NASCAR, right? Mm-hmm. And this is why, like I've said multiple times, I don't want to be the first league back mm-hmm. for no other reason than you're going to catch so much shit. It's not going to be funny. Mm-hmm. But... But and I heard a great interview, and I'm gonna gonna credit the the, the morning drive on NASCAR, on on on, on Sirius NASCAR Radio. Um, Mike mm-hmm. Bagley and Pete Pitstoney had Dale Earnhardt Jr. on, and yeah. at the end of that interview, Jr. And then again, it was a day, it was two days after he got nominated for the Hall of Fame and everything. But at the end of that interview, which was about 45 minutes, he was talking about the the effect that this shutdown has had on the race teams, one of which he owns, okay, and, mm-hmm. and is 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 doing very well for itself and can handle a little bit more financially than some of the smaller teams. Yeah. He said, would we love to be in front of fans? Of course we would. Yeah. But we need, they needed this iRacing to be a success because they needed the sponsorship money that Mm -hmm. you name a big sponsor brings to that race team. So they're getting, the sponsor's getting something for their money. You know, let's use Exalta, for example, who's, who's on William Byron or, or, or any of them, that they're getting talked about with eyeballs on the set. And that's exactly what this is about. This is about that's a sport that needs their sponsors to be able to get value for the dollar that they are paying to be on that race car. Mm -hmm. And so they were so desperate. They were willing to do this. Not just that, George. They understand what the iRacing series 
has done for their popularity, and they're trying to cash in on it being the only game in town. Yeah. And and for a fringe sport like that, and and and, and it's a fringe sport because it has a a huge backing, a huge group of people that love it. But and it's majority, a fringe sport because New York doesn't embrace it. Correct. Much, and the, right, and, and and since so the majority of sports fans don't watch anything maybe other than the Daytona 500 and, and maybe the last race of the season when they, when they, when they climb, when they crown a champion, they're the only game in town right now. They're going to, you're right. They're going to get a heck of a lot of flack. I don't, I don't, I, I, I agree with you. They have done for, for two individuals who know the way that sport operates, they have done whatever they can to eliminate as much of the use of PPE and of the 15-minute coronavirus testing, if they even mm-hmm. use that. I don't even know if they're even using that. I, I, I don't. But P, eliminate the use of PPE as they can by having one-day shows. You show up. There's no qualifying. Yeah. There's no practice. We're putting cars on a track. We're running 500 miles or 400 miles or whatever we're running. We're, and we're getting out of there and we're going home. It's close enough to our shop that we're not flying. We're not putting people in a hotel. When they're done, yeah. they're loading up the trailers and they're going back to their shops. Yeah, and, and that's where net. I've always I've always looked at NASCAR as the people's sport. And that's mm. why I think like New York doesn't like it. And I mean New York, I mean mm. like, you know, the, the leftist elitists. Mm. They don't like it because it's the people's sport. You can walk up mm. to Dale Earnhardt Jr. at a track and take a picture, sign an autograph, have a conversation with him. You can walk up to Kevin Harvick. You can walk up to Truex. Mm. I can't see you wanting to walk up to Kyle Busch just because he's a pain in the ass. But mm-hmm. you can walk up to these guys. These guys are personable. They're accessible. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I think the one thing you've learned from this whole last dance that ESPN is doing with the Bulls is Michael Jordan was accessible to a point. Mm-hmm. You know, Tom Brady, very inaccessible. I really want to see like the whole how the whole Brady thing plays out. Like, does that kill the TV twelve studio that's in Foxborough? It's gonna be really hard for him to sell TV twelve merchandise next year outside of it. Yeah, I agree with you. Dad, I agree with you. I, I, listen, I think with that. I think with that, there, there's, there's much – we're going to find out at some point that there is a, 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 a bigger problem in the, in the building in New England than we, all, than, than we thought there was. TB12 leaving, 
you can make what or was you the problem with TB or was the problem with TB12? Did he start getting people in his head that are, you know, Tom, you know, like, you know, Tom, you're not, or did he finally start listening to people in the, in the union going, Hey, you got to start getting what you're worth. Cause you're hurting all these other guys. My gut, and, and listen, listen, everybody's going to say, why do you sign for 25 instead of 30? Because there's no state tax in Florida. That's why guys, yeah. that's why, that's why teams in Florida and teams in Texas can do that. These guys don't, yes, they're signing for fair market value because what he's bringing home in his paycheck is the same thing as the $32 million player is bringing home in New York. Because of state tax, yeah. So let's let's throw let's throw that out of the equation, okay? Because because it, it's known around the around the leagues, it's known. You sign in Florida, there's no state tax. You bring home more money, but do you they have much? But like Pittsburgh has a huge professional tax. Does Florida have one of those? Is what I want to know. I don't. I don't know. I don't think so, because this is how the Lightning have been, in their own way, circumventing the cap. Yeah. So, well, it's so how Vegas years. does, too, because Vegas is the same thing. Right. So that's Vegas how they, doesn't they, have one own, Right. So they, so they, in their own way, circumvent the cap. It's not circumventing the cap, but they do in their own way by being able yeah. to sign, you know, Steven Stamkos at 7.5 instead of 9.5 he would have made in Toronto. You know, so or eleven point five, um, like he would have made anywhere else. Right, right, exactly. So you know th- those type of uh, again, getting back to to, to Brady, I, my feeling is that there's something there's something wrong in that building, and 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 I don't know whether it's Bill, whether people are getting sick and tired of Bill. I don't know if you saw there was a there was an article that came out with Aaron Dobson. And I mean, he just ripped and ripped Belichick apart. Oh fuck, Aaron Dobson! The guy sucked. You, he didn't put the work. You know, in. And, and so the thing that makes me believe that there's some one way or another, whether it was Brady or whether it's Belichick or whether it was a combination of the two, that there's something wrong up there. Was when Rob Gronkowski came out of retirement and basically walks in and says, I'm going to Tampa with Tommy. Get me out of here. Yeah. Well, if there isn't something going on there, Gronkowski, maybe he doesn't come out of retirement. That's a possibility. Or he comes out of retirement and he goes to play in New England. But, but it was so that, that, that whole situation was so fluid from the from the the time the rumor started that he was coming out of retirement to the time he ended up getting traded to Tampa Bay makes me believe that there is an issue somewhere that he, that 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 these guys want want out of New England. 
Well, I think when it comes to like Gronkowski, I I just feel like he. I mean, and let's not forget, there was a lot of stuff that went on with Rob Gronkowski. Mm-hmm. That they've been over backwards for that guy. Mm-hmm. They did everything in their power. The, the joint press releases, this, that, and the other thing. They've been over backwards for that asshat. Mm-hmm. And... He didn't exactly help himself last year with his, I have a big announcement to make. I have a big announcement to make. And everybody starts thinking, oh, he's coming back. He's coming back to play. And then it's like, check me out. I'm with CMDMD now. It's like, uh-huh. dude, you're a clown. Like, you're you're a sideshow. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And sometimes talent can only take you so far. Like, I don't see Edelman, like, up and getting ready to leave. And I think that's because of Mr. Kraft. I think Mr. Kraft loves Julian. Mr. Kraft loved TB12. Oh, no doubt. But I think he even looks at the business side of it. I do think that, well, I do think to a degree, this is about TB12 wanting to prove that he is not. He wasn't made by Bill and the New England Patriots. That he can go somewhere else to win because his best route to the playoffs was staying in New England. Mm hmm. Not coming to the NFC South, where you have mm-hmm. to play Drew Brees twice a year, <laughs> where you have to play Jacksonville, who is getting better twice a year, and where you have to play what is going to be the Carolina Fitz. I don't know what Carolina is going to be, new head coach, new quarterback, new this, new that. We don't know what Carolina is going to be. I'll tell you right now, they had a hell of a draft. Mm-hmm. Yes, they did. So, and, and Matt Rule is one of those guys who can convince turn, players to turn. run through a wall for him. Right. So, so why would you go to the NFC South and the AFC East? Miami is is not ready for prime time. The Jets are nowhere near ready for prime time. And Buffalo's yeah. a one year, potentially a one year wonder, based on a quarterback. Yeah. Your easiest way at eleven and ten and six, eleven and five, to a division championship is to stay in the AFC. Yeah. He went. He went down to a division where you could potentially need to be 12-4 and four or 13-3 and three to win the division. Yeah, or he could have just went to – or not even go there, not even to go that route. He could have went to Indianapolis mm-hmm. and played there 
And Indianapolis didn't want him. They wanted they want <laughs> He could have gone to LA he could have gone to LA and been the face of the LA Chargers. He didn't want to do that. But I think that's more and, that's more of an Anthony Lynn thing than it is anything else. The other the other thing to throw into the equation, he could have gone to Vegas and been the face of the Vegas Raiders. I kind of think he wanted to go. I I I think there was something with playing for Aaron for Bruce Arians. I agree. With you know, you. I I do I, think I, that I do think that. Mm-hmm. Like I think he wanted to go to Club Med. Like, and I don't think Bruce Arians is going to like piss and moan if he's not at OTAs. I don't think Bruce Arians is going to mm-hmm. piss and moan when he wants to take a Wednesday off, you know, to, mm-hmm. to get the pea shooter going. Um, mm-hmm. He can come to Tampa I mean, Bay. Yeah, it, it's where come, old people know, from New York and New England go to retire anyway. Right, but he can he can come down here. And there's no question, I, I do believe he had dinner with Derek Jeter and Jeff Vinnick and, you know, all these people that, 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 can, that sold him on this region, you know, the Tampa Bay region and, and coming down here to a tropical paradise. And, you know, the fans aren't the same way they are in New England. If you, if you have a, a, a bad week, you're not going to be killed on sports talk radio down here the way you were up in New England. So I think there is something to be said for that. I, I agree that there is something but, to be said for that. I And I do agree that there is something to be said. He wanted to go play for an offensive genius like Bruce Arians. But here's the thing, though, what, what, that comes out of that. Do you risk going to Tampa Bay – and now you've become this year's version of last year's Cleveland Browns where, hey, you're now the media darlings. Uh-huh. You know, you, you're this year's media darlings. You're this year's pick to win the whole damn thing. Uh-huh. And let's not forget, that was a playoff team last year. Jameis Winston's not the quarterback. Okay. And they brought in – and they. they well, well, when you look at it from a skill position perspective, they have two. They have potentially the the number one or a top five receiving duo in the NFL. Mm-hmm. You now yeah. bring in Gronkowski to go with OJ Howard. They if they keep OJ Howard, of, if they keep OJ Howard, but let's assume they're going to keep OJ Howard for now. So you have yeah. two tight ends. You brought in a running back that by, you know, again, listening to to all the draft experts, whether it's, you know, whoever it is, is considered to be one of the top five running backs in the draft. Yeah. You brought in extra wide receiver help mm-hmm. to create a third and a, maybe a fourth wide receiver. You brought you took a you used a number one pick on one of the top four offensive tackles in the draft, and everybody, whether it was Kuiper or Daniel Jeremiah, whoever it was, each had a different top tackle. Yeah, you know there wasn't a consensus top tackle. 
So those four guys, they say, were interchangeable. So you brought in a guy to protect Tom Brady. You brought in a tight end to open up the outside for Mike Williams and company. Mm-hmm. And you brought in a legitimate running back, a guy that they think could potentially be a three-down back. Pretty much yeah. all of which he didn't have in New England. And that, so that leads can't... me to like that leads me to Dobson's point. Like he had every opportunity to be that in New England. It's just that mm-hmm. he didn't. Do the work. It, it, it's kind of like the the Inkeel Harry thing. They uh-huh. were having problems with him during training camp last year, uh-huh. where you know he wasn't getting it. But getting uh-huh. New England's offense, I mean, is it really is Tom going to instill his offense? And, and are they going to put in weekly installs down there with Byron Leftwich? There was a there was a story in the Tampa paper. <laughs> it was strange that Tom ended up showing up at Byron Leftwich's house. Yeah. During this this lockdown, and it was you know, and again he Tommy said Tom, Brady said it was to pick up the playbook. And there were people that said, no, 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 no. It's for him to sit down with Byron Lathwich in person and potentially Bruce Arians. We don't, we don't know. Yeah. And redesign to a degree the playbook. Yeah. Oh, that, that I would not put past him. Do I think do I think that this offense is going to be Josh McDaniel's offense in New England? No. Do I think that the and I'm just pulling out an arbitrary number, the ten Tom Brady's ten favorite plays from New England will be installed? Mm-hmm. Yes, I do. I do believe there will be portions of the New England offense that you will see here, that you will see in Tampa. Do I believe this will be Tom Brady and Josh McDaniels, New England offense coming to Tampa? No, I don't believe that because one reason is because Brady's not the long-term answer at quarterback for the Buccaneers. No, which which leads to this part of this. With all that you said that like Tampa Bay had drafted, uh-huh. they didn't make the mistake or the dubious honor of having the worst first-round pick this year. They didn't go and sit there and grab a <laughs> another quarterback, <laughs> knowing that this is a two-year thing with Tom. They have a two-year window with Tom. No, they went out and said, all right, we got two years. Let's go. Uh Where the Green Bay Packers, on the other hand, Uh decided, hey, let's piss off our franchise. What's the one move we can make that will piss Aaron Rodgers off? 
I got it. Let's draft a quarterback. Mm-hmm. What are we doing? For a team that hasn't drafted yes. a skill player since before Aaron Rodgers got there in the first round, mm-hmm. who's who've had some of the worst drafts in the history of the NFL, mm-hmm. but because it's Green Bay and we nobody ever says anything about them, mm-hmm. a team that never spends any effort money, No, now all of a sudden it's let's all fall over ourselves because they drafted another quarterback. Like that to me is hysterical. No, you no, listen no, to no. the post-draft stuff, and they're all falling over themselves to say how great of a pick Jordan Love is, and you're going, really that great of a pick? I mean, you just pissed off the franchise. Sorry. <laughs> I don't understand. No, no, no. I, no. I, I, a hundred percent agree with you. I, 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 a hundred percent agree with you. Um, you look at what Rogers went through for three or four years behind Brett Favre when he was drafted. Again, it goes back to did did Green Bay need a quarterback when they had a thirty-five-year-old Brett Favre? No. Did they see a guy in Aaron Rodgers that had slipped down and fell into their lap? Yes. Yes. We were there. The two pro- <laughs> the, yes, we were. The two problems <laughs> with with the with the Green Bay situation that that exact, that make it worse is in one of the deepest receiver drafts in who knows how long? And again, everything yeah. depends on how you know those guys, the guy, those guys play, you know, in the NFL. But in one of the deepest receiver drafts in, in a long time, yeah. they didn't draft one of them. So nope. they didn't even go on a second round pick or a third round pick when teams were picking running backs and receivers. To fill out their rosters, they didn't even do that. So what are they? What are the Green Bay Packers saying to Aaron Rodgers? Now listen, do I think Jordan Love could come in and start this year? Probably not. Does he nope. need a year or two? Yes, he does. Is learning behind Aaron Rodgers for Jordan Love a bad thing? No. Yeah, but <laughs> because but you're now looking yeah. Aaron Rodgers to do it, the opposite of what Favre did to him, and correct by all by all accounts, it was not Aaron Rodgers is the greatest athlete to ever play quarterback. So you've really taken a dump on him. Yeah, you have. And again, you 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 hear people that are saying that Jordan Love Jordan Love is the next. And and again, I I again I hate when people start saying this, but because you know, but anyway, is the next Patrick Mahomes? If he was the next Patrick Mahomes, somebody when he started slipping into the team. 
would have yeah. traded up to get him. You know. Yeah, and, and, and that's my that's that's like my favorite thing here. He's the next guy. No, he's not the next guy. You know, like if 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 Patrick Mahomes is grew on trees, everybody would have one. Right, scouting department in the National Football League believed he was the next Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. A, he might have been the number one overall pick instead of Joe Burrow, instead of yeah. Tua, instead of Justin Herbert. He wouldn't have been the fourth quarterback pick. He would have been the first or second quarterback pick. Yeah. And when he started dropping into the team, and, 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 you know, the, the Denver Broncos of the world, and, and when, De- when, C- when, when, when Lamb dropped to Dallas at 17, and they go, oh, my God, we would, we're better, we're probably, would rather go in this direction positionally, but, but, the, but the best wide receiver on our board has dropped to us. Yeah. Um, I think we'd better take him. Somebody would have jumped into that to take Jordan Love. Okay? And there are... I could think of 10 teams that could have done that. But they didn't. And George, I'll tell you one team right off the top of my head that if they thought he was the next Patrick Mahomes... They don't trade out of the first round? Well, that's one team. That's one team... (laughs) I'll give you another one that drafted mm-hmm. either right before them or right after them, and that's New Orleans. Yeah. If he's the next coming of Patrick Mahomes, and you and, and the New Orleans Saints draft him to back up Drew Brees for two years, nobody says a word. Nobody says a word. No, because you have a 40-year-old quarterback there. Right. Go- if Tampa Bay thought that highly of him uh-huh. and moved Helen Highwater to get back into the first round to great to grab him uh-huh. there, uh-huh. nobody's saying anything. Oh, hey, they got a forty-three-year-old quarterback on opening day. Okay, uh-huh. we get it. Correct. I Correct. found this on no. the web. Where I agree with you. You look at a team like. Let's keep using the same examples. When you look at everybody in the league, what and I've for years now about Aaron Rodgers, what they have done to that guy is criminal. Oh, absolutely. It is criminal what you've done to him. Absolutely. And the fact that his old head coach still gets a job shows that Jerry Jones is out of it. Because Mike McCarthy is a shit head coach. I'm sorry if you like the guy. He's shit. I'm not a huge Mike Tomlin fan. Let me tell you, Mike Tomlin last year had possibly one of the greatest coaching seasons of any coach in the history of football. Uh Uh To lose what he did, to lose his quarterback to Tommy John, to still have a chance of making the playoffs with Ducky Hodgins mm-hmm. and Mason Rudolph, <laughs> you got to give them some credit. You do. 
that, that's another great example. That's another great example, George. Uh, Pittsburgh of a team that if they had drafted him not knowing what was going on, what would happen with Ben Roethlisberger, nobody would have said. If, if he was the next coming of Patrick Mahomes, like everyone said, we just named three teams that could have jumped back into the late first round and tried to, to draft this guy. And, and I will tell you this. I thought Jordan Love was ticketed to New England. I was like, that's it. Mm-hmm. That's who they're going to get. They're going to give Stidham a chance for a year. Mm-hmm. If it doesn't work, all right, we'll draft it. We'll draft his. We'll we'll give him a little bit of a push because Brian Hoyer is not the push that that kid needs. But Brian Hoyer yeah. is the backup quarterback that that kid needs because Brian mm-hmm. Hoyer is the perfect backup in the NFL. Right, like oh, you just heard what he did before that Rams Super Bowl, and you go, "Damn, this guy! They they want to keep him around just to make him like, you know, Josh McDaniels' successor when Josh McDaniels mm-hmm. ultimately gets that head coaching job." Correct. Where you know, um, where Jordan Love could have pushed him. Now, when New England trades out of that first round pick, I looked at my wife. I go, "There's no way this happens." And she looks at me. She goes, "What?" I said, "Green Bay's taking him." I was like, because he's going to fall at Green Bay. And what does Green mm-hmm. Bay do? They trade up to get him to make me look like no right. freaking Thomas. And you're just yeah. going, it, it, what it, the fuck were they thinking? Right. And, and, and again, and again, when, when you look at, at certain situations, case in point, San Francisco not picking a receiver at 13, taking the defensive lineman to replace the defensive lineman that they traded away, and then jumping up from 31 to 25, knowing they have nothing in terms of picks in the second, third, and fourth round Mm -hmm. to draft the wide receiver. Okay. Again, it shows what smart management does. Yeah. You know, they brought they 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 lose Emmanuel Sanders, they lose Buckner on the defensive line. They replace both of them with younger, faster versions of what they had. Yeah. And let's not forget, they only had Manny Sanders for a year. Like they didn't have him for a full year. There was a rental that they paid highly for. So, and did it get you to the promised land? It got you there. I think you should have ran the football more, but that's just me. Um, yeah, well. But, like, you you go back to Green Bay. Mostert didn't get touched at all. He had 168 mm-hmm. yards or 186 yards or something before contact. Unless mm-hmm. Jordan loves gaining 290 pounds and playing deep tackle, what the hell did you draft him for? You are not. You, you're and then they, and then they go out. Apple. Then they and then they go out with their next pick when they finally draft a skill position guy. They drafted a skill position guy who's not going to be able to help them this year. No. So what are what are you telling Aaron Rodgers? What are you telling? Are you telling Aaron Rodgers that your plan as the new GM 
is basically to blow this thing up and start over? If you're Aaron Rodgers, do you sit there, play out this year, and go trade me right freaking now like this is Slapshot, and you're uh, yes. Denny Lemieux? Yes. Yes, I do. Because I, I, do. I said it to you as a joke on draft night. Hey, Bill, mm-hmm. call them right now and, and ask what it's going to take. Next year, you have a ton of cap space. Next year is when New England makes that phone call and goes, here's our one. <laughs> Whatever you want. We want Aaron. Because now we can afford the only him. Thing, the, only thing, the only thing you can't get is Nike. Yeah, no, you can't have Nike. Because I follow him on Instagram. <laughs> Was that not the was that not the best part of the entire first round? Um, yeah, it was. And the fact that like you just know like Belichick definitely does not have like some like like you still like Cliff Kingsbury set up and you're going, dude, that guy. Could you imagine the keggers that guy must have? Oh my God! And, and or how, that, about Bruce, how about Bruce Arian? How about Bruce Arian sitting out on the porch hmm. yeah. with his feet up on a t- with his feet up on a table? It would have only been better and, and, if he had his laptop near the pool and he was just sitting there in the pool. And I don't even want to know what was in that cup he had in his hand. Hmm. Because I don't think no. it was soda. Probably not. Uh, let's see. NASCAR has... What are they? They're in a caution again. Okay. All right, so we'll, we'll update that. Um, I don't understand the no remote thing that Fox Sports is doing now. Um What have you watched any of this last dance on ESPN? I haven't actually. I, I know that I'm probably the only person in the world that hasn't watched this. Thing. I, I literally um, was sitting there going, after I missed the first weekend, I said, you know what? I'm going to watch them all when they're done. You know, it's five weeks away. I'll watch all 10 episodes in like one binge session. Uh-huh. Uh, that changed yesterday because <laughs> I watched the first four episodes. Is it worth it? Oh, my. Absolutely. Oh, is it? Okay. If you're a basketball fan, and you don't even mm-hmm. have to be, like, a big-time, like, diehard net basketball mm-hmm. fan. Like, I, I've probably watched three NBA games in the last 15 years. Yeah. It just happens to come out if I watched that Thursday night game after. Like, I think, like, the last full NBA game I watched was Kobe's last game. Mm-hmm. And then I just watched that Blazer, was it the Blazers and Laker game, like the Friday after Kobe passed. Mm-hmm. And only because I had money on the game. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I watched LeBron's speech and I was like, give me, I'm going to hammer Portland right now. Mm-hmm. And. Luckily, I was good. All right, um, 46 laps in at the Dover 
international virtual uh, racetrack. <laughs> William Byron is in the lead with uh, somebody named Smithley behind them. Dale Jr. is in 11th. Um, but if you were a fan of basketball in the 90s and you were a fan of the Bulls, which I think everybody was, I think it's kind of like if you liked baseball in the 90s, you were a Griffey guy. Like if you liked mm-hmm. baseball, you liked Ken Griffey. And I think that's what baseball is missing now. But to see how Jerry Krause treated that last year of them, oh, oh. oh my God. <laughs> that bad. Oh, my God. I'll, I'll, I'll have to is, – is what is it, a six-part thing? It's, a, it's ten parts. Parts five and six are on tonight. It's basically like the longest 30 for 30 you're ever going to see. Yeah, and it was probably that's only that's supposed to be about Michael Jordan, and they said, well, let's just do it around the whole team. <laughs> right. Well, well, there were enough characters on that team. Uh, Dennis Rodman. Oh, my God. This isn't a spoiler because, like, you probably heard. But the story about how Dennis Rodman, after Pippen came back in 97, 98, and he just went mm-hmm. to Phil Jackson and says, I need a vacation. <laughs> <laughs> Phil goes, I'll give you 48 hours. You better be back. And he's not back, and he's got to send Michael Jordan out to Vegas to go get him. Oh, my God. And you know, you know there's no way Michael walked into any casino and didn't drop $100,000 on a blackjack table. Like you just know it. Like, that's the part of that story I wanted to hear. Like, how I, I long was Michael quick. out there for? For 48 hours. <laughs> he probably, he probably went to follow hours. Dennis like 24 hours into it and goes, Phil, I'll be back. I'll go get him. <laughs> Phil, Phil, you got 40. Phil, you said 48 hours. And give me another. Give me 48. I'll be, we'll all be back in 72. Yeah. Uh, no, Michael had to fly out to Vegas, get Dennis out of his right. hotel room, and bring him and drag his ass back. Oh, I, I mean, to the point where, way. like, to the point where Jerry Krause, like, had, his daughter got married. He invited everybody from the Bills, from the Bills, but Phil Jackson. Like, what the fuck? Case in point, why Phil decided to stay, I'm leaving. Phil didn't have a choice. Phil did not have a choice. Did they fire him? Yeah. Were they, like, con- they they brought him back for one year and told him he was fired in gen- after the season was over. He goes, I don't care if you go 82 and 0. And then around the All-Star Sounds break, like- he doubled down on it. He goes, Phil's not going to be here next year. And Michael's like, well, neither will I. <laughs> Sounds like the current state of the Knicks. I, I I think they were more dysfunctional. I just think they just had the greatest player of all time. Yeah. Great player of all time, greatest coach of all time, and, and a guy that, that everybody in the, in that locker room respected. Yeah. 
Both of them. Both of them. Both Michael and Phil. Yeah. And you really think about it because, like, where the net, the Knicks just don't have the talent. No. You really start looking at those Bulls teams. Outside of Scotty, who oh. I don't even think Scotty was as great as Scotty thinks he is. Uh-huh. Like they were saying, like Scotty during that run was like the 122, 122nd highest paid player in the NBA. Wow. Because Scotty took this terrible deal in 91. Uh-huh. And Reinsdorf was like, Scotty, I don't think you want to do this. Uh-huh. And he goes, No, I want the security. Then Reinsdorf said, but don't come back until this deal's done. Scotty signed like a seven-year deal in 91. Worth peanuts. Where Michael's making like $36 million a year. But you know what? Michael's Michael made the Bulls. <laughs> Michael probably sold more merchandise than like the entire salary cap was. Michael still probably sells at more merchandise than the entire salary cap. Yeah. And he and he hasn't played in how many years? <laughs> uh, Do we count yeah, Wizards yeah. years? Because it's twenty-two. Seriously. <laughs> like I, I, like I remember when we were in Washington, and they they had the Jordan mm-hmm. Swingman jerseys on sale. Mm-hmm. And I was like. Buying a Michael Jordan Wizards jersey just doesn't feel right. No, it doesn't. It doesn't. And didn't he, I can't remember, did he ever play a year for the, when he bought the Charlotte Hornets or, or got into the No, he was, he was done by then. He was done by then, okay. Yeah, he was long done by then. Yeah. Still golfing and gambling like he's like he was when he was playing. Hmm. My wife was like, I found Clorox wipes on Amazon. Wow. Those aren't going to last nobody. for... You're going to take them away from us. I can't even add them to the shopping cart, honey. I don't know. Yeah, but, oh, I don't have any more. I need the wipes. I know. Oh, there you go. I bought now. Sorry, this item is no longer available. Oh, you fucking <laughs> Come the fuck on. <laughs> I'm sure there's people with like Google things set for like when is it when they're gonna... they're fucking crazy. All right, I'll go to Walmart. Walmart's not gonna have it. Ah, you never know. It's a Sunday. Speaking of people, the dog just walked into my studio. Oh. And uh, brought my wife with it, with him. Oh. So you know what that means. It's almost time. Yes, sir. All right. Um, do you have anything else? We'll do this again next Sunday yeah, or something. We'll do this again next or, Sunday. Or no, do it Saturday because Sunday is Mother's Day and I have to slap up to Jersey City. 
Sounds good. We'll do it again Saturday. All right. That was uh, Brew and the Angry Puppy. Thanks for listening. We'll be better next time, we promise. <laughs> Bye. Bye.